I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Ears and Timestamps, a book club podcast. And we've got a special guest today. That's what I was going to say. Say it then. Oh, we got a special guest today. <laughs> Hello. It's, yeah, it's Caitlin. This is Caitlin Edge, a friend of ours from high school, a sister of a friend of the show, Courtney Edge, who we've talked about, I think, maybe once before. We've definitely talked about Talked your about dad. their father, Mr. Kippy. Born the one show. and only. And I'm actually Caitlin Brashear now. Mm. Oh, sorry. Very um, true. She is a married woman now with a different name. But Edge is still my middle name. I have two middle names now. So ah. oh, you're one of those fancy people. I'm very fancy, and I totally answer to Caitlin Edge because I think Edge is an amazing last name. It is a great last name. It's a really good one. But I'm very excited to be here. So I'm yeah, glad y'all let me come. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Will about it before you got here, but I'm, I was really excited to have like your perspective just because it is like kind of heavily romantic without being like a romance novel it's like about like it's about two people on different sides of a relationship right it, it wanted to get a girl's presumably a loving so, relationship and i mean as we were talking about it, it seemed like a lot of the same things about him like creeped you out that that creeped you all that, out yeah i mean at least it made me not like him as much i uh, i'm kind of indifferent about him so far just because i think like i said before i think we know two things about him and those are the only two things that, like, he's defined by these two character traits, which is not a full character. And so I'm kind of like, well, is there anything else that we learn about him? Or right. is he just an undeveloped nothing character? Does he have greater depth? So those two things being that he's... That he suffers from rage and that he's... And he even talks to, about himself being indifferent to most things before meeting Layla. Uh, that he's just kind of coasting through life and, you know, he's had success in his market speculation business that he does... Yeah, and, but even that, like he just you, he just like uses it as like an addiction to distract himself from things. Yeah, and so he's just kind of like an indifferent. Something, yeah, he liked even about himself. Yeah, he didn't want to let Ellen or Layla know about how successful he had been with it. That's one thing that's weird, though. For such like a successful, driven person, you'd think that there'd at least be like he wouldn't have like a, a be bored or mundane. But I guess that doesn't necessarily dictate your happiness. Like if you're Busy. He seems to be like yeah. sort of. He's just like super adept at it. Because yeah. whenever he first describes, you know, getting brought into it by Harry, his friend, he was really excited about. It. He's like, "Oh man, this is really exciting!" And I get a real high from doing it. And then maybe he was just so good at it for so long because it's now been, you know, twenty something years since starting doing it that maybe now he's just like burnt out on it to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he said that he's officially made enough money that he doesn't have to work again mm-hmm. so maybe yeah. he's not chasing after anything yeah, anymore in his job. Yeah. so it has uh, lost it's, it's he's lost some of the thrill that would come with uh, acquiring that kind of wealth because he there's nothing apparently, now. Yeah. and he has everything that he needs i think something that is key to his character is just how big he apparently is he's like eight feet or something, something. like it, he, they, they constantly have to talk about how he ducks under yeah. every doorway and they and very casually mentioned that uh layla's shoes could fit inside his and that was like the first um part and first time in the book where they really put a clearly mentioned like, how big yeah. he was but for a grown woman to be able to put her shoe like easily inside Somebody it said that she's size 5 and his 13. Yeah, he's a 13. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, which I guess a 13 isn't like the most Is that giant. American or European size? Oh, see, though. I don't know. That's oh, also it another definitely thing. is European size. Because if it's a size 13 American, that's a big fucking shoe. It's yeah, big Alex shoe. Yeah, yeah, and Alex he's got a big, big dude. Feet. He is yeah. also, yeah, Alex is really tall. But 
His but when I think about Alex, I think his defining feature is his feet. His big feet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm familiar with size 13s. I've never seen... <laughs> That's a weird another, thing to say. I know. <laughs> but I've never, I've never seen a shoe fit in there, so... Well, and a size five is pretty small. It's like that big. Yeah, it's really. Tiny. So. And you can, depending, there's this. I feel like we're getting a little too involved in this conversation, but you can also like the shoes. Like I could fit. I one time forced my shoes into Reed's shoes, okay. just so I could wear two pairs of shoes at the same time. Yeah. But and they said, they her shoes easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, so it's almost they, like they were doing it to cutesy save space. Like, look, we only need one shoe space for both of our feet. And their little cabin, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, aren't they uh, trendy and what are the tiny homes? You know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. So when I Finn, he is all those things that you said. They do talk about him being kind of a playboy of sorts he's got he's casually had many girlfriends Mm -hmm. like or well he's had apparently a handful of serious girlfriends that we know about all successful business women right Right. but then it sounds like in addition to that he's also just had he's a different relations yeah Yeah, so he's kind of a player which maybe that just comes with having yeah that might just be part of that sort of like rock star Market business London lifestyle. <laughs> Can you be a rock star if you're like a British <laughs> or an Irish? Are they just not all rock stars over there? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't that what the British invasion was? It was just the, the, all the rock stars, just the general population coming over? I get it now. <laughs> the book makes sense to me. The now. Beatles weren't even good at music. They're just British. They're literally just British. <laughs> literally just British. <laughs> but yeah, I think that. At least the, the way that I saw that was just that that was just the nature of the business that he was in, and him and Harry definitely did party. And even he yeah. says like on occasion that he was just really tired of it, and that's part of why he fell so hard for Layla. Was just like this is somebody that is not anything of this like you know kind of like uniform life that I've been living. He's essentially a country bumpkin coming. <laughs> yeah, from like, a small island up in Scotland. His yeah. relationship with Harry got soured, like, his senior year of college, right? Like, wasn't... So that's, like, 20 No, he was already through college. Okay. If he did go to college. I don't even remember. Uh, he say, did go to college, but I don't remember him graduating. I want to say it was, like, his last year of college for some reason. I, I don't think, know why it so specifically rings to me that that Because he was year. with that chick with the extremely Irish name. Siobhan. Siobhan, <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually. Knew what yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you listened to the audio book, so I was just reading, and I was like, bro, I'm not going like, to try. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, she, was, she was really cool. She could speak like Gaelic too. Right. <laughs> yeah, she called her family in Skype, and I was just sitting there like, "Oh my god, that's so cool." They gave you that in the. Jeez, that's not in the. No, this was a, the, a person, a woman I knew. Oh, I knew like, Siobhan. Did Sorry, he get the extended that. cut? Right. Yeah, I, got I just the checked it out some of character the development that we did not get. <laughs> yeah, the totally pointless Skype call with Siobhan <laughs> in Gaelic. But so he's dating her in college. And, and then she cheats on him, tells no, him. No, right. That's his high school girlfriend, isn't oh, it? Oh, was it a high school girlfriend? I thought Siobhan was a high school girlfriend. Maybe. I maybe not. No, I had the feeling that it I'm was a I'm pretty sure it was a... I thought it was a high school girlfriend because that was when... 
Because then her oh, brothers shoot. come and talk to him, and he's he and they don't get in a fight. She says, or they say, like, if we see you again, you're a very, you know, Bust classic Irish thing. Yeah, we're going to bust your kneecaps. So that's when Harry then gets him out of Ireland, okay, brings maybe, him to London. Maybe it is college then. When that but happens. why would Harry bring... Oh, Harry was his brother's was, friend. Thank you. No, I was trying to figure out the time. Wasn't Harry the one that was cheating... No, that um, was just some. That was uh, Finn's best friend. Best friend. Yeah, back uh, in Ireland. See, I just fused Harry was Harry his brother's best friend. Oh, see, I turned to and Harry and Dad. Harry and Finn started becoming close because Harry started looking out for Finn after Finn's brother died in a motorcycle accident. Mm, I missed okay. all of that for some somehow. Okay, thanks. That, that's why I was asking because mm-hmm. I wanted to clarify the timeline. Because, yeah. um and that's one of the several examples of Harry being such a savior for Finn and Finn being very appreciative for everything that Harry's done for him. Yeah, I thought it was a little odd that, like, it almost seemed... Because, like, in my head, Harry was both the best friend that had cheated, you I think know, it, and... Oh, okay, so, yeah, you thought it was, like, way more complicated. Same, yeah, than, I thought yeah, they had a very confusing relationship yeah, as friends. And With I the way that everybody fun. is cheating on everybody so far, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if there was a point where we find out that Ellen and Harry had slept together. There's oh, something oh, there's there's with something. Harry and Ellen. Yeah. There's for sure something. Because they got really close before Finn and Ellen get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ellen was like living with Harry in London to try and like get a job because she's an illustrator or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Finn and Ellen get close and so then Ellen moves in and blah, blah, blah. So with just like this seems like that sort of story where everybody is sleeping with everybody. And that's part of the Maybe intrigue. That's the yeah. <laughs> but but so I thought for sure Harry and Ellen, but then I also thought separately of that that Harry and Layla may have had Something I think they have some sort of connection too, and he always or Finn thinks that Harry never liked Layla, but I think that it was because he, oh, he there's something else going on right. there. Yeah, like maybe Layla is represents the same thing to Harry that she represents to Finn, or you know, something just totally different from this lifestyle that they're stuck in, yeah. more or less. And so he sort of becomes infatuated for the same reasons and then is hostile because of those feelings that he has. Maybe right. that's the person that Layla sleeps with when she goes on that That's London what trip. I thought. That was my mm-hmm. first thought was that it was Harry. And then that's why uh, she's, well, she's, of course, she'd be weird about that, but why she's extra, extra weird about it. Because mm-hmm. she is not, she doesn't really seem to me to be the type of person without really knowing her yeah. who would... Uh, Go away for a girls' weekend and sleep with somebody. Yeah, like so. I feel like it's somebody that she knew she had some kind of history with because I just don't see her doing that. Right. So that was why I thought Harry. Just like even in general, statistics show that you know you're way more likely to have an affair with somebody that you know than with somebody that you just met. Yeah. Or whatever. And especially for her, she comes to the city. She's never done that with anybody before. She mm-hmm. She's only been with one guy. It just doesn't... Yeah. There's something that just doesn't add up there. So that right. was why I thought... You uh, can sort of see the argument to just be like, you know, while you're drunk, unless the whole trip is premeditated to some degree for that, which yeah. would be a little... I feel like that'd be a little extreme. Um, but, you know, if you're drinking and you're thinking, God, I've only ever had sex with this one dude... I would be really interesting to see what it's like. You let you, that slip to your friends that you're with, and like, well, let's just go grab that guy over there, blah, blah, blah. And so maybe, but I agree that it, I think it makes more sense that she would be feeling that way and then go seek out Harry while she's in town. Harry or somebody else that, some character that we haven't met yet, yeah. that That's there's some possible. history yeah. there. For the trip being premeditated, like, because if she was planning to go on her trip, I definitely think that, yeah, she had to know the person probably. Because, like, I think she was planning to 
go and sleep with somebody on this trip. Like, I don't think hmm. that that was an accident. I don't know. I mean, and maybe she had. I don't know. Maybe it's something that had a girls' weekend. I, I think, think in general that wanted to something. Else. Maybe sorry. so. Sorry, I didn't even I think, talk. And I think in general, whenever you do that sort of thing, you probably do plan it to some degree, or at the very least, you're thinking about it for a long time. You yeah. know. Uh, I think for you to just suddenly decide that you're going to cheat and then have the opportunity to do so, those are two things that have to coincide, and the chances of that are pretty slim in general. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking already about it, or even if you're just coming to the terms with the fact that you might be someone that would be willing to cheat, like it's already on your mind. Yeah. So there is a level of premeditation to it. I don't think that the trip was designed for it. Yeah, I, I think it just... I agree. I think I, it just happened. Well, I can't see. Work. I can't see him interrupting a girls' weekend if that was the actual plan. Well, I don't and think he interrupted. They just I think came she sought them. him out. Well, that well, that's the the weird thing too. Is like when when have you ever heard of like? I mean, I just can't imagine her doing that on a girls' weekend, like going leaving to go have so here's, sex with some guy. Like, I definitely don't think that it was a girls' weekend. If, here's what happened. If, if it's, yeah, tell me. <laughs> Being so the lady, She's planned to go on this girls' weekend. That's been planned for a while. Like, she's she's going with the girls to London. And she and Harry talk occasionally. And she tells Harry, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be in town this weekend. We're doing a girls' trip. And Harry's like, like, oh, we should meet up or something. Catch up. Because they haven't seen each other in a while. And I think that's what happened. So there was maybe some level of pre-planning involved. But it wasn't directly, okay. like... Not actually having a girls' trip. I'm just going to see this dude. We also don't know if that's actually even a story oh, right. that we've yeah. just decided. Yeah, that we've created this entire <laughs> Like we could. It's going to turn out that it was just some rando from the bar. <laughs> but that I could see that being a realistic scenario. So yeah. there's some casual mention of him, her I coming into that. town, and he's like, "Oh, you're going to be in town. We should meet up." And it's. On the outside looking in, a very innocent, like, oh, you're going to meet up with your friends, uh, with your boyfriend's friends, like, he's young ketchup, blah, blah, blah. That's what I think. Okay. If, if in fact, it is not a rando from the bar. Right. And if, in fact, she actually even uh, committed that act of adultery. It would be strange for that to be a lie, though. Yeah, it would be real weird. There would have to be some sort of twist that we can't even think about right now that would have that make sense. Well, and see, that's what I need from this book. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, the the writing is very simple, and Mm -hmm. I feel like there's... I need more. I need... There's something that's just missing, and so I'm hoping that um, there's some crazy wild twists that we yeah, <laughs> we yeah. that's definitely what i'm hoping for and was hoping for going into it was just like it to just be like kind of crazy and just like a thriller thriller you know yeah things not expected and then that's and not quite what it's been yet so far it feels like it's all been introductory because so now far. we've got you know we, so we, we know the characters involved mm-hmm. we're relatively familiar with them though mostly with finn obviously because it's all just been through his eyes so far yeah and the thing this happening, the catalyst, um, you know, ha- trickles in and then hits with the big reveal that it's, I mean, aside from literally saying it's Layla, mm-hmm. we now know that it's Layla who's come back. Yeah. And so now what does that mean and what happens from here? That's where the meat of the story is going to be. Yeah. So, you know, like in most things, it starts out a little bit slow, although it's just like Caitlin was saying, it's just really simple right now. Um, Finn seems to be, for all of his prowess in the markets he's a little bit of a dullard 
It's just like yeah. not being able to catch on to it being Layla. And maybe it's just because it's a story, so I'm expecting it to be something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's got to be Layla, right? Yeah. So the, <laughs> let's talk about the email address. I knew right away that the first part of it was stood for Russian doll. Like I figured That's that awesome. out very quickly. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the It's a little part. heavy-handed, especially yeah. with all the Russian dolls popping up. Right. So <laughs> I was so ready to just like... Okay, no, you're right. It's your friend Russell your or friend whatever. Rudolph. <laughs> Rudolph. So yeah. I I knew that like right off the bat. I was like, okay, this is not a person. This is this is what that stands for. I couldn't figure out the second part because that one the was a little Farrah Hill the, or yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm, because that I had forgotten about that. Yeah. But when he was like, oh, it's clearly Ruby and the dolphin. I was like, no, you're an idiot. And right. like, yeah. no. like the, he's just a big dumb man child and yeah. he For makes me. me uncomfortable because of that because i think he's ugh, i don't I mean, like people that are relatively money. incompetent or mm-hmm. at least just like you know don't have a lot of common sense and stuff like that make me feel that way too they make me extremely nervous and i don't like dealing with them and even yes. like at work if i'm like in a client interaction i'm like oh my god you're just a fucking idiot like I, it makes me uncomfortable having to deal with them and on top of that he's clearly capable of being uh, pretty dangerous. Like mm-hmm. he, oh, yeah. he, he seems to have a lot of red? self-awareness about it, though. Like, yeah. obviously, when he hits the blackout, he's blacked out, you know? Yeah. Right. But he knows when it's coming, and we've seen him bring himself away from it now multiple times. We have seen that, but we've also seen him talk very casually about beating his best friend to a bloody pulp. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, he doesn't seem to have, um, he doesn't seem to care about that to me. And I wonder if it's also just part of, because he also did, like we already talked about, he described himself as being very indifferent to pretty much everything for a lot of his life. Yeah. So if maybe he is just sort of like an idiot savant and, you know, just, you know, is very good at the markets and stuff like that. But in the rest of his life is, you know, maybe on the spectrum in some way. Maybe. Um, or, like, it, it could also be interpreted, I think, that... Um, because he's had to reconcile with the fact that he can be this monster and how do I avoid doing this, he's come to terms with the fact that he beat the shit out of somebody. And so describing it in a casual way is nothing to him because he's already like, I did this, this is a thing that I did and I have to understand that I did this in order for me to not do it again. See, I think it all stands to make him seem more crazy. Like, I, I think feel he's like, a crazy mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, the way he's And that's what yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Well, he is definitely, by definition, a crazy person. Yeah. He suffers from rage. But not like the... At the very um, least. Like, I could still hang out with him kind of crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy where I wouldn't want to come across him, like, in a dark alley kind of crazy. He's like, definitely... He very uncomfortable. Yeah, he's definitely somebody that if I, if he was a friend of mine and I found out that he has these tendencies, you know, whatever the illness might be, whether it's rage or something a little bit more complicated, I would definitely have to then, like, recalculate how I interacted with him, period, mm-hmm. and if I wanted to continue being friends with him, for sure. Like, I think he's a crazy psycho killer. That's... Where I am, right it's now. definitely the vibe they're throwing. <laughs> I know. For this yeah, yeah, which makes me think it. that it's a red hair. And I'm soaking so, it all up. I know. I, I'm right there with you. I want it to just. I want him to be the bad guy. Like I'm so ready for him to be like evil. And <laughs> that I'm, I'm ready for him to just get like. I'm ready for him to get slashed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's where I am. And of course, that's yeah. It's obviously it's all uh, something that the author is trying to. Right. Hopefully, to it's by design. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's by design. But oh, he makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I want to root for him. No. <laughs> We're not rooting for him. I already decided. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm not on Finn's team. We're, we're team Layla, I think. 
No, I'm Team Siobhan. <laughs> when does Siobhan come back? I, I kind of hope that she comes back. I want her to... Tell I don't know. everybody how crazy he is. What if it's the her brothers or something? I don't know. There could be something there. Maybe I'm just... I think it's a pretty isolated story. I think it's only going to have to do with the characters we already the, know. The few, that we, the handful that we already have met. Yeah, I think we've met everybody at this I just, point. I think I just... Everyone's parents want. are dead as well. All so the that's kind of like, dead. yeah. But Finn's also 41. So yeah. they're all, they're in their middle ages. It's, it's even weird. though Layla's the youngest of everybody, she's only so she, eight years younger than no, her. No, she's, uh, cause she was 18 whenever they met and he was 27. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. she's nine years younger than yeah. him. And then right Give or take she a few was months. 20, she died. So it was like a year and a half there together, right? No, quote unquote, died. Yeah, that disappeared on her right before she was yeah, going to no, be 20. Because it was like in uh, March or something, and her birthday was in April, which was going to be when he proposed. But the then it's birthday. 13 years from her death, so she's 33. Well, and how weird is it that he just started, like, he got with the sister I 11 years later? Like, what, what made them connect? Yeah, it don't told. like that. It said, it just like they got close because of. You know, well, first they, you know, meet in person for the first time because of the ceremony or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that's also part of how she, you know, meets Harry and everything for the service and gets the connection. Like, well, I want to be an illustrator. And so to do that, I should go to London to do so, you know, a big city. And then so she's like, well, I know somebody that lives in London. This guy, Harry, who is, you know, best friends with my late sister's presumably soon to be husband. And yeah. So I'm going to, you know, contact him and stay there and that'll be my in into London. And so then, you know, obviously Finn and Harry are still friends and they work together. So they meet up. And so then Ellen starts spending time with Harry or with Finn. And then that's, you know, like there's and he's, he's constantly thinking about how they want to get away from the memory of Layla. But that's literally the binding agent that's had that brought them together to begin with. So that's how they got together. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I, don't I mean, like and, and they and he also even you know externalizes everybody else's view and you know like and people don't like it and I can see why people don't like it. But it is what it is. We fell in love and that's what it is. So I mean, yes, it's not the greatest of situations. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's just the situation at hand. Well, just knowing, <laughs> just knowing Finn the way that we know him, I feel like it wasn't love. It but was I feel like, like we don't know a lot about him. Like I was saying earlier, we know two things: that he's ever from rage, and that he's, you know, got some sort of, un sort of unidentified personality trait where he's like good at some things, kind of an idiot in other things. He's obsessive about Layla because she represents something that he. Kind of once had probably whenever he lived in a small Irish town, I presume, and came to London, had to abandon all of that because of who he is, and now lives in this, you know, high stakes, you know, high speed, big city lifestyle, and doesn't like the people that are in that lifestyle. So he's obsessive about this thing that represents something that he used to be and could maybe have again. And that's not healthy, but that's what it is. And I think that's a little bit more innocent that you, than you might think. No, he's a creepy psycho killer, is what I think. <laughs> and... I, I absolutely see what you're saying. I just I just don't like him. So I can't... You don't I can't, have to. I can't put I don't think he's necessarily... A, I think that maybe... Or I hope for him to be a good guy. It and good nice. people are capable of terrible things, as we have seen even with him and, you know, other stories uh, ever. Mm -hmm. But I, I just want to root for him. I want him to be able to control the things that are bad about himself and come out in a positive way. That's really interesting because I did not think that at all at any point. I was like, nope. <laughs> Dating his sister's... His uh, fiance's yeah, sister. Definitely not a good situation. He beats women. Beats his friends. Don't like it. 
he's dumb and doesn't get the Russian doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, not being able she... to get that was just so, it's a little on the nose. And why, how is she still in love with him? But don't we don't she, know what she's doing. I don't think she is. I know, but she, why would he believe she's I don't know. We'll see in here. Well, because he's kind of dumb. And then it, yeah, we also don't dumb. know what it is that she's been through. Right. We don't know what she's been through. We don't really... We don't know that much about anybody still. Yeah. No. Which we, you've mentioned. Like, we so far, the character much. development has not happened. I think it's just because the point of the first section was just to get to the catalyst and get to, you know, get right. everything in gear. But as it is right now, I've created a bunch of backstory in my mind. Right. <laughs> and the backstory that I've created, I'm like, nope, don't like that guy. Yeah, right. in, yeah I've done the same too. I've, I'm projecting, I guess, onto him. Maybe not like myself, but the backstory that I created. And mm-hmm. like, it, he definitely doesn't seem like he's into, you know, Ellen because it's Ellen. It seems like this is the closest thing to what he had. So he's like mm-hmm. grasping at straws. Well, I think he even, and I know that's what he everyone, speaks I know to that's that a couple people, of times as well. And I'm sure that's what people accuse him of too, when why yeah. they think it's gross or whatever. But, and I mean, I'm sure he probably doesn't think that himself. Like he probably genuinely, genuinely believes he's in love with her, but I just, I just don't think he actually is just because of how obsessed he is still with Layla. I mean, it's like... Well, well I think that you could potentially... I think that a lot of the general... People, sure, yeah. but I just... I mean, it's very clear he still loves Layla. I think that loves, even if, you know, like, if it, it starts in the... If it starts, like, in the wrong place, it can still grow into the right thing. It's a lot more difficult that way and probably has, like, a next to 0% chance, yeah, but, Lord, Lord you know... <laughs> I just don't think that it's... A good idea to presume on the nature of anyone's feelings. That's fair. And he does genuinely seem to want Ellen to be comfortable. Like, it makes him uncomfortable when he sees that she's shuffling around nervous because she was mm-hmm. playing with her dolls. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable around me. I've done that in the past with people. Like, he even reflected because right. you, you see some growth there. Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. He realizes he's kind of crazy, you know? And, and, and she knows it, but she's, a, I guess, a loving woman and yeah like, i don't know like, I, don't, I, I, mean, I think that maybe he has definitively said like who has seen him in those states or who is aware that he's been in those states before but i can't remember i, I don't know yeah. if ellen has actually i think the first time that she sees it is whenever he hits the bar at ruby's at the jackdaw well i don't know because um when that happened he talked about like oh she saw me hit the bar she's gonna it's like like that's not necessarily a super threatening gesture i feel like there's some right. more there like she has um seen some, like that kind of behavior mm-hmm. from him before because mm-hmm. even if otherwise, it's just him like tensing up and yeah. like bringing himself back down so I, I feel like she has she's at least privy to she some seems a lot smarter the girl than at, layla the girl at the yeah, bar i think so is really, his ex girlfriend? Yeah, yeah they why is that so cool with with Ellen or whatever? Like, or, oh, that. Why I think that. Well, I think this is also small a little town. bit of what we were talking. About. Yeah, I small. So. Like what we were talking about before we were, you know, started recording in earnest was that it's a bit of a different environment than we're used to. Even though we're from a relative, I've literally town. never dated anyone that would be cool with that. Though I don't think <laughs> because we're not British, right? <laughs> but we were small town. But also think about it. We were not only were in small town, but we were like in a even smaller niche of people where we all just dated each other. No, and like, literally, you ran out of people to date and band. 
It's a small yeah. community <laughs> in a small town. And it just happened. Now, none yeah. of them were very... No, I shouldn't say none of them. The majority of them weren't very serious relationships, so the stakes weren't that high. And if high school. Suddenly I mean, your yeah, friend is dating thing. the person you were dating three months oh, ago, no. and might be upset for half a second, but then yeah. you're like, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because now I'm also dating his previous girlfriend. So. <laughs> but that you do bring up a good point, though, because I hadn't really thought about it that much. Like, how... Uh, Ruby and Ellen would actually feel about each other because they do Ellen both seem, seem cool with her. They haven't you don't think? seemed... I think she that, seems okay that, like, it, I don't know. It's very weird. It's, I think that Ellen, from what we're given, is just very mature and self-aware. And she spent a lot of time having to deal with her alcoholic, abusive father. She's definitely So she's got, like, mature. a very adult perspective on everything. Or... That that's one possibility. Or the on the other side of that coin, she had an abusive father she's in a super abusive like relationship so she's just beaten down and is just like accepting of whatever because Mm -hmm. she's not being beaten anymore she's probably kind of drawn to this that would you say that there's like Like attracted to that kind of i don't want to like i feel like that's almost like sexist and like she would be attracted to that kind of guy but that's, so that's right. a thing that that's happens. Thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's not a sexist on, thing. You know, on all sides of the yeah. gender spectrum. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. I'm sure, it's just a thing that people do. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I know there are relationships, vice versa. But um, she does seem to, like, so as much as from... Because, again, this is all from Finn's eyes so far. She is pretty um, subdued and... I don't even know that using the word obey is necessarily the right description of it, but she obeys a lot of the nonverbal rules that exist in their relationship, like, like the not going into the office or whatever. Um, so maybe that's the, why the relationship between her and Ruby is as weird as it is. Cause I think that Ruby's pretty... Cause even Finn says, you, what you see is what you get with her. And she's just straightforward and she's over it, whatever. Yeah. Like as, as over it as any healthy adult would be. You know, maybe she's still like, it kind of sucks that you did me wrong like that, but whatever, it's over, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to let this affect my she's life. She's just a Madame Rose murder. Just right, <laughs> pretty much. With her dog. But then even when they're walking back from the bar, Ellen does take a little bit of a lead because she asked him once, what was that all about? He's like, oh, there's nothing, blah, 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 don't worry about it. And then he kind of hopes that she'll let it drop. And then she, again, is like, no, what was that? So she's not completely subdued. He did think it was Whenever it matters, it, she will press. Well, she, he wasn't expecting it, but I don't think he resented that. There's a difference between expectation and resentment. <laughs> but if you're not expecting it, then it's an unusual behavior for her, which means that she doesn't often push back on that. Yeah, that's probably... Maybe, maybe. most times it's just not important. But if this is one of the first times that she's seen him actually do something of that nature, yeah. then it's an important thing that she wants to be able to talk about. Maybe it's a, a, a newly introduced behavior mm-hmm. or something. Right. So we haven't mentioned it yet, but my favorite character in the book is Peggy. Peggy's um, great. <laughs> I, I love her. I love that her name is Peggy. <laughs> I just I, I need more Peggy. I think she should be featured more prominently. Is what I think. Mm-hmm. Especially in the flashbacks when yeah. she's still young and can go mm-hmm. on the walks. She's a little pupper. Yeah, because she can't go on the walks anymore. She's, she's too Yeah, old. not the long walks. Not the long walks. Just into town. Just but to I, get the bread in the morning. But uh, that also, that um, the fact that they get to take Peggy places kind of speaks to it being a little small, like very quaint little yeah, British town. Because they're like, yeah, yeah, we can take Peggy to the bar. Just a little village. Because we know that Buster will be there to, to hang out. Right, drinking down the watered down beer. Watered down beer. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't know what I don't really know what the purpose of Peggy is. 
I don't know if they're trying to make it'll uh, be interesting to see if we get some perspective from Ellen because she has to know what Peggy represents. Layla? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so it would be interesting to see what that means to her. And certainly that Peggy is so, um, like keyed into Ellen and Mm -hmm. seems to, you know, is, they haven't spent a lot of time really describing the dynamics between the dog and the people, but they um, do enough of it though. That, like, the first time that we see, um, Peggy is, whenever he comes home and the Russian doll shows up for the first time, the first one, mm-hmm. and Peggy's all like, you know, weirded out because Ellen's all weirded out. So I think that the dog is a little closer to Ellen maybe than Finn for whatever reason. But I, I mean, I really don't know. I might just yeah. be making that up yeah, because that's I, the initial interaction we get with Peggy. That's why I just immediately paint that picture. They put you know? them together. Yeah. I, I wondered if she even included Peggy in the story to kind of make Finn seem a little more human because maybe so you're I mean he clearly has he's a caretaker at least to a certain degree but I feel like it's creating this false character trait about him because he's just a crazy psycho killer it's based (laughs) on his obsessive nature with Layla true yeah yeah I think that's right that's I think I think so yeah it does make him seem a little more human but then when 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 you dive deep into what Peggy means, it's like, well, maybe yeah. he's a little crazier now. He's a little now. creepier than that. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I don't know. I mean, maybe Peggy is really just, like, another, <laughs> just a, a dog. Do you but think? Right. I feel like there's more to her than that. She definitely started off as being representative of Layla. Yeah. yeah. That was literally the whole reason that he picked her as opposed mm-hmm. to any of the other dogs that they had gone to several different homes, you know, and mm-hmm. not found one, and then he latches onto her because it's the same hair color. Same hair color dog. Um, but then, you know, in time, and certainly with all the effort that he's put into not thinking about Layla every single day and sort of stuff like that, you know, the relationship with a living thing and not just an inanimate object that reminds you of Layla, you know, it is a thing that you have your own relationship with, right. I would assume would evolve into just being something a little bit more than only representing Layla anymore. <laughs> yeah. I Do you think that um, anything different would have happened if he had told um, Ellen about the second Russian doll? Like, you think it would have put her on red alert so that when the third instance of the doll with the car happened, she would have seen and known for sure it was Layla? Well, the third, yeah, the third one was with the car. With the, car. the fourth yeah, one so was the bill at the first bar. One, yeah, yeah. First one she found. On the doorstep. Yeah, the second, second one was on the, on the wall. The third one was on the car, and then the fourth one was in the bill. I don't know. I don't no, know. the fifth one was on the tree snow. But the very end. Yeah. Goes so the there tree. is one on the tree stump, mm-hmm. or was yeah. just that it was shaped like the Russian doll? I was pretty... I remember... Uh, you know, what I remember from when I read it last night was that he... When he got up to the tree stump, he saw the tree stump, and there placed in the middle of the tree the stump Russian was doll. another Russian okay. doll. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I didn't... You can't just buy the... Also, where is she? She's got a lot of money that yeah. she's buying whole <laughs> Russian doll sets just to use the smallest one. I, I hope <laughs> that we find, like, her house and it's just full it's just of, like... It's filled with all the Russian dolls. Yeah, 90%. No, you can small doll ones. Sets. You can <laughs> buy the babies in bulk on eBay, I'm sure. Oh, you can just buy the parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was dated, like, 06, right? Like, when... eBay. When they... When the Whenever they happened, start. It's, then, I think it's... it's 11 years or 12 years or whatever? Yeah, it's, I think it's Almost more or less present, present day. Present day. Like, you know, 2016, 2017, something like that. Okay, yeah. they're not eBay. She gets them on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon.co.uk. They still eBay stuff. They'd be Russian dolls. Yeah, I know. But that's not, where she's, that's not where she's getting her. <laughs> that's not where she's getting right. <laughs> She's got a different supplier for that. Right. Um, so, I, 
I like the way the book is set up, that you are in the present and then you jump back and then you're in the present. I did like that mechanic, certainly for it to just end up being that was the letter that he left for her at the cottage. Was yeah. all of the past mm-hmm. sections that we had was just all the different sections of the letter. I thought that that was, you know, interesting. And like about halfway through, I realized that maybe that was about there was something like that of that nature because he is talking to her yeah, he's in all the past. Maybe you won't remember him. this or something like that. Yeah. So I knew that it was either going to end up being like something because they also kept saying what happened that night, that night, that night. And we don't find out, you know, the truth of what happened or as much as the truth as he knows until very close to the end. So I thought maybe. You know, what happened that night was they have this conversation and that leads to something else and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then it just ends up being the letter on the desk. But I still thought that that was an interesting Yeah, mechanic. and I, th- I thought that that was a cool device by the author because I keep bringing this up, but it just can't get past it how simple the writing is. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's... Like, it, without the some of the adult themes, it's totally a kid's book. Like, a 10-year-old right, yeah. could read this book mm-hmm. and understand it because it's just very simple. But, so I think there's a little more interest because she does do the back and forth, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. So, I guess that's a way you can keep things really simple, but also keep it moving. Right. So, I, I like that. And it'll be interesting to see if, like you were talking about before we were recording, that when we change perspectives to another character, mm-hmm. if the writing style doesn't then change as well. Yeah. To kind of fit the... Yeah. I'm really looking forward to see if there's any change. Like, because... That might be asking for too much. Well, we but wanted the, it we, would... we're wanting a king and we're getting to Paris. So we <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin had a good test, though, of, like, if we can pull a page from section two and a page from section one and tell that they're different people yeah that would be a cool test to see like you know like how well executed (laughs) i would think that that's a fairly good litmus test for any story that jumps perspectives between Mm -hmm. characters though for you to be able to take it out of Mm -hmm. context and still identify how different those pages are can um then show the level of skill and having done that yeah, I will. I'm. That's what the. I mean, that's what he does in Game of Thrones. It's a very cinematic way to do things. I think too. It like it. It fits very well for like, at least in my head, Game of Thrones was written by her character, you know, and it felt kind mm-hmm. of almost like a play every every time because of that. So I feel like because it's you know a person's point of view and it hops. I feel like it's very easy to digest. It's very cinematic. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think. I have that, well, I think in a song of ice and fire, like while we're in some of those characters' heads, it doesn't it's not like always a hundred percent their perspective. Like it'll still be like, and then all of a sudden something came crashing down from the mountain or something like that. It's not, it's about them. Whereas, whereas in this it's everything is literally Finn saying, and then I saw something like this or blah, blah, blah. And then I, that's when I noticed that Layla had stopped or something like that. It's like a true first person. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that the, he was, that it was all the letter that y'all just said. When y'all said that, I was like, what? Is it like visually obvious or is it? Or did you just put it together from reading? Because like, it's, well, it's, from, from it's visually reading. obvious because the last uh, flashback uh, section ends uh, in him saying, "So when you find this letter, if you ever come back, I'm you know I'm leaving the cottage. I'm not going to come back here. Um, I'm going to go live with Harry, who's going to save my ass again." Yeah, for some and, reason I, might, I didn't yeah. put it together that it was the whole thing was the letter I thought that he had just written. Like he was reading his or he was because he was at the cottage, right? Like when he was remembering that part. 
Wasn't he literally there? Yes, and that's yeah, when he, he, he finds a literally there. Yeah, he finds a break in the dust that is in the shape of a letter. And I thought, and honestly, in my head, I thought he was just like remembering like the last part of the letter. Like I didn't think uh, that they were all. I think the that he does because there's more than once that he sees the ghost of himself mm-hmm. um, from the past, and he. I think that he does see himself sitting down at the table writing the letter. Yeah. Um, and then he notices that there, where he had left the letter, there's considerably less dust. So mm-hmm. in the past week or so, someone has been to the cottage and gotten the letter. And so that's presumably Layla had gotten to the cottage, got the letter, read it. And then that's when she decided that she would, you know, start this game, whatever her end goal is. And that's my See, biggest question right now is what is know, her purpose? We need to know what happened to figure yeah. out why, why she's playing this game with him. Because right. Did she a, run away or did she get taken? I think that's the biggest question right. as to what happened because that dictates a lot of motive for her. Yeah. Do you think we know everything that he knows, that he thinks he knows? I think we know everything that he knows at this point. Okay. I, I agree. I think we know everything that he knows, but so, he so hasn't we don't shared, know what happened. He hasn't right? shared everything yeah. with us. And okay. no, we, yeah. He doesn't know what happened during the blackout. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but he knows everything. He told us everything that happened up to and immediately after. So yeah, and we have gotten the truth being in his mind. So that's the only way to get it. I I don't know. I I want there to be like I want it to have been like something really crazy happened during that period, and she's just been stewing on it for thirteen years, and it's been right. like plotting and planning, like some plot, big yeah. thing. But I, I don't know if that's actually going to happen because I don't think that much time. There, like that's the only incident that we know about, right? That, mm-hmm. that there's yeah. a, there's only this one thing. I just can't imagine anyone harboring thirteen years worth of darkness over one over outburst. One outburst. So. I mean, I guess it could have gotten sour when he found out that the sister and him were getting together. But then, even still, it doesn't seem like it would be yeah. to this degree. Yeah, it's not like she tried to come back a year later. No, and it was just like, oh, it only took you that long to fucking get in bed with my sister. <laughs> like, no, yeah. it took over a decade. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe she's crazy too. I don't know. <laughs> she seems to be. She's very spontaneous, and she's considerably more outspoken than Ellen is. You know, these are comparisons that have been given to us by Finn. Mm-hmm. But she's also um, a country bumpkin. Yeah. So she's simple still. You think that's where, like, uh, Layla could have gone? Just somewhere, like, in the country? Like, in her old life, she, maybe? Yeah, yeah how long did she stay in France? Yeah. yeah. Maybe she What did was she do taken. when she got back to the UK? I mean, the titles bring me back. Did she just putter around Europe for a while? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. See, I I am very excited about that because I mentioned earlier that there are parts of it that I'm a little like, eh, it's a little boring. A lot of the initial stuff was a little see-through. Really simple. Mm. It's like slow to develop. The Ruby Dolphin is a dumb thing. (laughs) He went off on a dumb path. But... um, I don't know. I'm hopeful, I guess, for what comes next because maybe it'll be really exciting. It, it feels like a red herring, like like y'all yeah. saying, like it just too, mm-hmm. it's too easy. Well, of course, like I mean, it, any good thriller is going to have some amount of that, but it's fun. Right. Have you read a lot of thriller? Uh, I, that's one of my favorite genres. Really? Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't read that genre very often, so I uh, I mean. And most yeah, of the Stephen really King either. stuff that I've even read is like the Gunslinger series. And yeah. That's not really thriller. It's, it's just a cool series that he wrote. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I've read a few of his horror books and I'm trying to think of like other thrillers I might've read, but this is kind of one of the first. So does this fit like the genre you think, or what does it, what does it feel like to you right now? I feel like it fits a thriller. Like there's, she's 
the author has thrown a bunch of stuff in there that is going to lead us down a path. And then you're going to find out later, like, well, okay, let's say if she's done a good job of <clears throat> telling this story, then um, there she's opened a bunch of threads for you to follow. And so you'll be spending this whole section um, working out what the email address means. But while you're doing that and as you're reading through it, you're totally missing this whole other part. And then it's um, so like a flip back to that page kind of book where you have to like... Do you have the physical book or do you, you I, have the reader? I rode my bike to the library on Saturday oh, yeah? and checked it out. <laughs> so I'm going extra old school with it. <laughs> so yeah, the, I have a hard copy. I'm not a, I, I don't do e-readers that yeah. much. It's not my favorite way to read a book. I definitely prefer to have the physical copy as well, but certainly I don't have anywhere to store books right now. They're all just sitting on the top shelf of my closet, what I do yeah. have. And that's a tenth of the books that I own. The rest of them are back in Portland, just sitting in the closet. Because I don't have a bookshelf up here. Yeah. I don't have a truck to bring the bookshelf that I had down there. And then Eric went ahead and claimed that bookshelf anyway, so it's not even mine anymore. <laughs> so I need to buy a bookshelf. You can get you a bookshelf. And yeah, so since we're bookshelf. buying a book, you know, every month and a half, like I need to just stick on my Kindle. And then the Kindle, I've got the paperwhite, so I can read it outside really easily mm -hmm. if I want to. It's just a little more versatile. It's compact. You can just hold, hold it with one hand. Right. Like, I totally get it. I just... It's just when you said flipping back, that was something like, I literally, I listen to most of these books. So, yeah. like, the... You do miss out on I do being able to flip back. And, and I miss, like, little details. Like, I know when I re physically read it, I get a lot, a lot more details out of it. Like, if I'm mm -hmm. listening to it and, like, really focused in, mm -hmm. I can get, I'd, I'd say, like, probably, like, still only, like... 90% of it. Like, I'm well, still you, missing a little bit just because... Well, like we've talked about on the show several times, listening is such an inherently more passive task and, and than to be yeah. physically reading. And I Your brain it. absorbs information differently mm -hmm. depending on how it's being presented to you. So yeah. if you're listening to something versus using it parts of your body to actually well i guess you're using your ears when you're <laughs> but no i know what you mean you're doing several things like when at least when i read it like i'm not I mean, you're almost, I'm, 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 I'm you're almost certainly doing head. nothing I'm else. seeing it yeah. and hearing it and I'm not doing anything else. You can't, yeah, you can't. That's one of the things Will and I talk about a lot is why probably we like anime so much is because we, you can't do anything but watch it because it's in Japanese. <laughs> and you that's have why to read I the body. don't like anime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I don't yeah, want to do that. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's interesting just because it, it brings me so focused into it and you can't really pay attention to anything else. And um, I, I guess... Uh, not reading many thrillers and like hop. I mean, I I don't know if I've really done that much with books. Like flipping back just to and like I know I've I have on occasion things, if it reminds me cool. of something like, do, am I remembering this correctly? I'll go back and be like, no, I didn't remember that correctly yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know? I find it but. with with uh, thrillers. That's yeah. the genre where I find myself doing that more than any other because. Usually, I think it's sort of by design happened. that way. Yeah. No, to, like really you were saying, cool. it puts all the threads out there, mm -hmm. and some of them may or may not matter, and whatever. And but part of the fun is finding the ones that do matter. Right? No, I might. Yeah, I mean, I might have to get the physical book just so that I can do that the, mm -hmm. for next week, so just you to see. Back? Really? No, I'm not. Yeah, go might, old school and check it out. It's a lot easier to do it with a physical book than with a Kindle. I was I, like, <laughs> as you said, go to the library. I was like, I could because I told the. I called them and I was like, do y'all do volunteer stuff? Thinking about like literally how much time we spend with books on the show. I was like, I should <laughs> do stuff for the library. And they're like, we'd love it if you came by. So I should really should go by. And Pflugerville's got a cool little library. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think I will actually for this next week. Like literally so I can try and just flip, flip around. Because that, I mean, thrillers, 
like I just said, it's kind of a new genre for me. So like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I really know how to read them. So it's like, it's interesting to hear different things to do. I don't think that's a good thing about narrative. Yeah. The good thing about narrative is you just read it the way that you want. And yeah. yeah. If you're, as long as you're getting the narrative, then you're not doing it the wrong way. But, <laughs> but it is fun. You can definitely be better at it. It could be better. <laughs> <laughs> but that is better. the fun thing is because, like I said, if she's doing what it seems like she's doing, mm-hmm. She's throwing a bunch of stuff out for you, and so you can, like, flip back to a page that you've already read, like, I don't know, 100 pages from now, and be like, oh, yeah, that was what uh, she said. Okay. Of course, I'm also, like, I don't always remember details, but I can no, that's, remember, that's like, where in the book it is, and then I see it, and I'm like, oh, that was why they even mentioned the Russian dolls. Like, that, to- that makes sense now, because mm-hmm. there's, like, something, I don't know, like, the first time she introduces, or at least... From what I can remember, the first time she introduced um, just how big Finn is mm. was just talking mm-hmm. about his shoes, and she just put that in there. And I think there's another time where she maybe maybe before that, I know for sure after that she mentioned him ducking through a doorway, but it wasn't like it, he wasn't explicitly described like, like as a being giant, of giant. A man. Yeah, yeah, and so like just tall, right? But that's kind of a a, a thing that I like about that genre is they there's it seems like there's a little bit more of that i think okay. maybe to make it a little more mysterious like you mm-hmm. like these details float at you kind of and sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't and mm-hmm. so that's where the flipping back comes yeah. in because you can go back and see something that floated past you which is kind of cool but um do you read like mystery books very often? Does this feel at all like a mystery or not? Um, I, don't, more of a I don't read um, mystery books as okay. Often. I mean, well, there's always some uh, level of mystery in a thriller. Yeah, that's what probably vice versa. Yeah. But I don't know. The only mystery book I can think of, I know I've read more, but the only one I can think of is The Westing Game, and that's a, a kid's book. It's a oh. very good kid's book. Mm. But that's a mystery. It's like a murder mystery. I read a Stephen King murder mystery actually. Now that yeah, <laughs> yeah Mister Mercedes, it was good, but it was—I uh, mean, it was thriller too. So it was. Well, the thing about King is that he sort of transcends genre, mm-hmm. and that a bunch of different things are always yeah, incorporated in his work. There's a love. There's an element of thriller, an element of horror, more predominantly than anything. Horror is pretty much in all of his books. A lot of m- yeah. almost all fiction. Right. Every now and then he'll go into fantasy stuff like with the uh, gunslinger and, and all of that, and. Well, and then um, he wrote a book on writing. So he <laughs> was that also a horror book? <laughs> These are the horrors of being an it was, author. It's probably scary to read because he was like, if you don't finish your piece of work in two months, you're not really dead. You're yeah, not an author. Like, that's a very inside baseball horror yeah, novel. It was, like, <laughs> like, yeah, it was just like, you should be pumping out these books if you're a author. I was like, I guess, dude. I mean, you did it. And then you did it under a pseudonym. Like a fake. Just to see if you could do it again. Yeah, and he did. Yeah, what I mean, what else do y'all think could happen? Like, I mean, where, where do you oh, see gosh. it going? Gosh, I, I honestly don't know. I I have stuff that I want to happen. I have <laughs> ideas of things I think would be really cool, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know, and I feel like I'm fairly astute. Like I can uh, pretty reasonably good at figuring that kind of stuff out like when you watch a movie or whatever you're like, oh, this is gonna happen this is gonna happen so i feel like i can do that fairly well with books mm-hmm. for the most part but i don't know right now and i think that might be part of the nature of us only having one perspective so far right mm-hmm. and from somebody that we've decided is dumb you know <laughs> yeah. idiot psycho killer so yeah <laughs> you know somebody that we've now seen missed several things and mm-hmm. that's the only perspective that we have and 
it being like we were saying, like a true first person perspective so far, we're not even like pseudo omnisciently seeing everything happening around one person. We're only seeing what the one person sees. So there's a lot that is yet to be revealed. And so we just don't have a lot to go off of. I think some of the big assumptions we've made, like, like with who that she had the not, I guess, I guess an with. affair. I guess it's technically an affair. But yeah, because like, yeah. like the textbook dating, definition of the affair implies that you're married. I think I don't think but so. Does it really? That's always been my understanding. Like it's an affair if you're a married person and you cheat on your spouse. It's always been my understanding. <laughs> don't get into a relationship with Will. <laughs> <laughs> Not an affair if we're not married. Well, it's like cheating, but I think the definition of the word. The textbook okay. definition. Is, I, I don't know. I've never even looked it up, but that's just the, <laughs> the context clues that I've taken in life have given me that belief. Well, I think, I think so, I, oh. like our big assumption on her affair, I guess, with, uh, I, mean, it, I mean, I don't think it would be too unlikely for it to be Harry, but mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it to be... I mean, she already told us, so that's not really like we figured out that she had an affair, but... Yeah, we, as, it, as it was we don't know up, with whom, right? Right, yeah. and uh, he doesn't know with whom because he killed her before it could even come about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't. I mean, are there any like other big assumptions that we have made? Like, because I don't know what Ellen's gonna feel when any of it comes back to her. My if only... it does, because he hasn't told her anything, you know, like, I don't know, like like we said earlier, I don't even know if it that, made a difference if he had told her. I think that her character could be the biggest question mark. Mm-hmm. But we've also assumed that Layla's alive. We don't know that's the assumption I'm making right yeah. now. That's the storyline that I think. Is and that that's a big assumption still, because yeah. mm-hmm. it's not... I mean, because it, it could still be somebody it masquerading. Could be Ellen's, it literally could be Ellen that I accidentally overheard. You know, and it could talking possibly about Layla, be like, Ellen. I don't know. Ellen. Could be Peggy. Could we be don't Peggy. know. Could be Peggy. Or Ruby. I mean, she might have some oh, weird. Weird. That would be so weird. I can't see her being more than just a character that's like moving the story along. But yeah. I don't know. It could be Ruby. Yeah. I wanted to be Peggy. I, I call her Peg. Peg. <laughs> Come on, Peg, Peg. Um, so, when you're reading. I, w- I want, I, w- I just want more Peggy, less Finn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's where I am. That's all we need. That's all we need. Like, let's Peggy turn could this... just go off on her own adventure. <laughs> yes. This could turn into a Redwall-esque story. Mm-hmm. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. But yeah, so I think we've had two pretty big assumptions that we've kind of yeah i think that layla's alive i think that it's layla doing Mm -hmm. this why right is the bigger question we need to know the why and then and then we need to know yeah i guess because if she would be answering what happened Mm -hmm. i guess and right yeah. yeah and even if we don't get the why in the first half of this next section we've got to find out like what happened was she taken or did she run away yeah, and when she ran away, did she then, you know, have a bunch of experiences in Europe or whatever? Or did she come back immediately and been trying to figure out this whole time how to reconnect with Finn? How much does Harry know? Or does yeah. it go into some weird, um, almost fantasy thing? Like, she's a ghost? Oh, that would be a, a really interesting twist. So if It becomes her? mildly supernatural. And that's Whoa. where the bring me back comes in? Oh, look at that. That could be it. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And that could be interesting, and that could explain um, why... Like, if you saw... If you saw one of your brothers off in the distance, you would recognize pretty quickly that it was 
Eric or Alex. Like, that wouldn't be hard to do. So right. maybe that could explain why she wasn't like, that was absolutely Layla, because mm. it was like a ghost or something. Right. There might not be anything there, but that could be interesting. That if, would be, I would be happy with that twist. I would be happy I with think that. I would too, yeah. I like and then that, that could, would... that would certainly fill in some of the gaps without her having to right. fill them in. That, yeah, and that's such a, you know, commonly used in kind of easy, I don't want to say cop out, but kind of cop out because anytime that magic is involved, if something gets complicated and you don't know how to explain it, it's like, well, it's magic, so you don't have to explain yeah. it. <laughs> right. But, and, and for the most part, everyone's accepting of that. They're like, yeah. It's right, magic. yeah. It's magic. Yeah, it goes, Carry on. There are no set rules Carry of magic on. because magic doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but maybe that's where the bring me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be. So I think I could just, appreciate that. I think I could too. Yeah. I just now thought of that as a possibility. That was good. When you said that, I was like, this is this but good. But it gave me goosebumps a little bit, so. <laughs> I don't know. I would be happy to see that. I would be too. So we'll we'll just have yeah. to. I'm. I think I'm just excited to see whatever's going to happen next. And maybe it's because nothing has happened so far. Nothing yeah. has happened. Um, We've learned for a long bit of reading too, and yeah. that is because half of it was flashback. Yeah. Because um, really, it was they were each chapter was pretty evenly matched. It's only about fifty ish pages of reading of stuff that actually happened, which is a good introduction size, I think. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense, but we also spent fifty pages flashing back to get context for Finn as a character, um, and still didn't learn that. Much yeah, about still didn't. Learn, yeah, I have a lot of problem with one-dimensional characters, and Finn is very one-dimensional at this point. Yeah. And I just that always bothers me with writing. Uh, but then again, it's also only been fifty pages. So. Well, they're in 50 pages. Yep. Also, it's a very quick read because I mm-hmm. read it over two days and I'm like, oh, there we go. Yeah, I did a little bit of reading at work yesterday and then I came home and just plowed through the rest of it after Good Omens. So yeah. it's, you know, it's it's, it's quick and break. engaging. Yeah, mm-hmm. there wasn't a point at all that I was just like, I got to get through it. I was, you know, relatively yeah. engaged the whole yeah. time. It's just a couple hours of listening. So it wasn't, yeah. yeah. I hope that it doesn't end up being overly simple. Throughout the entire thing. I'll be disappointed. And then it's just sort of like young authory, and it's just like two sides in a row where the whole time I was like just engaged and didn't care. (laughs) And then everything at the end just comes together in loose knots that I didn't think made any sense. Yeah. I I just don't want to do that again immediately after having done it. (laughs) I just didn't, I didn't like, honestly, like just the thing that set me off in the beginning was just that we already knew that that wasn't the whole truth with the, what he told the cops. It's like that's straight out like he even thinks like... Well, everybody lies to the, the cops, thing. right? I no, mean, I know, but it's just, <laughs> it's just like they make it No, sound, I didn't know that I was speeding. Like, I mean, everybody no, lies to the cops. No, I know, but just just to give it to us like that right off the bat, it's like already co- putting such a shadow on this character when I would have liked to have at least had I, a little bit more mystery there to find out that like, okay, well... He so you would have maybe not wanted that... I wouldn't have wanted him to say... The transcript with the cop, like you would not want that to be at the beginning of the book? I'm fine mm-hmm. with that being there. I just don't want him saying at the end of it, but that's not all that... Uh, Yeah, it's a bit of a constructed, you know, mislead. Yeah, I mean, that was literally on the hook page. Like, we. Right. And that's where it probably could have stayed because, like, then it would have made me confused. Like, I wonder if that is all that. I think it's on the hook page because it's immediately given at the end of the first chapter. Yeah. If that was going to be a reveal halfway through the first section of reading, it would have been like, well, God, why did you give that away on the hook? See, that's what I I would have liked. That's like the Terminator 2 issue where you gave away the entire plot point of the movie in the trailer. See, that's what I was thinking. It felt a little more simple because of that, I guess, is what I'm. Maybe that's what I'm the gripe about. I think that's. Maybe I'm just figuring it out now. And that's just in general my problem with 
previews and trailers and hook pages. Mm-hmm. Like I try to stay away from that stuff. I do too. I think I in the you know it, it's a little bit more necessary for what we want for this show that we do is mm-hmm. to be able to describe you know what is it we're going to read and right. you know, try to get because I mean we are kind of asking a lot of some of the listeners to pick up a new book every month and a half in addition to whatever they might want to read because mm-hmm. so far on the whole there's been you know the, we decide what the book is and it's just <laughs> what we want to do yeah. um, so we're asking them to read a book that they might not be interested in and so we it's need to also give them the hook to without them even having to put the effort in seeking out the hook right but yeah. we, do, we don't need all of that for Toy Story 4 like I'm going to go see that movie I'm literally yeah, already it's got a built in audience yeah. we don't need that so sort of stuff so when I was yeah. at the movies the other day and I heard I saw that they were going to do that trailer I was like nope so I mm-hmm. closed up my ears closed up my eyeballs and I tried not to because I don't want to know that's half the reason I'm, I don't like going to theaters yes, I'm, well I love going to movies but I, I hate the seeing all the all the good bits of all no, the movies that you're already going to see yeah. like right. all the funny stuff so, and certainly for like big budget movies that they show you know eight different trailers over the course of a year and a mm-hmm. half before it comes you get out all if the you go goods, to the movies regularly you'll see I every do. single one of them yeah and yeah, I, I hate doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's like people who were like, "Oh yeah, I can't believe you don't watch the next time on Game of Thrones." And I was like, "That's not how storytelling yeah, works." I, I don't, that. I don't start, I don't end a chapter and then read three random sentences from the next chapter. That's stupid. <laughs> so the story is designed to be delivered in a certain way without me cheating. That it's right. weird. I, uh, it's just not necessary. I, yeah. So for a Game of Thrones, and everybody can intake everything the way that they want to, but. I, and I guess maybe it's just because I'm also kind of a bit of a purist in every other aspect of, you know, my life mm-hmm. where I want to bring, I want to take in the thing in the way that it was designed to be given. This will drive you crazy then. Uh, for, <laughs> for, for Game of Thrones, uh, book four and five, uh, I went online and there was like a fan merger of the two books to make it linear where mm-hmm, they fused right. all the chapters together, but it was the two books put in yeah. one. Oh, and, honey, no. That's not, that's not how he delivered it as a medium. You know, George R. R. Mm-hmm. Martin released it as two books, and real fans that were reading back then had to wait however many right. years between. I so think that... For me, it was fun to split it up, right but it now. drove people crazy when I told them. They are just like, you can't do it out of order. And I was like, but, but that's how I wanted that, to hear it. Was, yeah, that how you, was that your first introduction first, to First read-through. That's how but I did it. Did you... So, I don't know. Wait, your, your first read-through was then merged or your first read oh, Okay. And you had seen yeah. episode? Like, you knew what was going to happen I, already? No, or? I hadn't. This was when the show was not caught up to the books yet. Okay. And I was reading the books to get more material because mm-hmm. I loved the show so much, so I wanted more. I think that's fine. That doesn't and, uh, bother me the way yeah, I think that the, if, if I did it, I would read them the way intended first. Right. Not separate novels. But the thing is, is that he was at first not writing them separately. He, that's why I he then realized about that they were just going to be two books worth of story for the section that he was writing. And so it was like, okay, well, I'll divide them up into two, you know, parallel timelines, you know, not timelines, but whatever. They, yeah, they, and, they go the same And time. they'll be that way. So it started off being a completely linear mm-hmm. thing. And then ended up not being. So it's kind of a gray area as to what he actually intended. Yeah. Um, but I think that even despite that, reading them separately and then going back and reading them merged would be a cool way to intake the story because you get it the way he intended or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then certainly once he realized that he was going to write them separately, he then started writing them separately. Right. 
And so it seeds things in a very, you know, deliberate way. And then if you could read them separately and then read them merged, you could appreciate that a little bit more, I think. I've done it both. I've done both now. Um, I listened to a, to a, a but lot in of the wrong order. Through. Well, I, yeah, I, I did it in the wrong order. Yeah, I listened to them merged and then separate. You heathen. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just, uh, I it was just like, this book is going to be mine. I'm going to take it how I want to. Yeah, that does, <laughs> like I said, that doesn't bother me in the same way that... Um, a preview of a movie where you get eight different previews before mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. and you're getting like all the best bits like uh, kids movies are the worst about that um, yeah. like oh it drives me crazy so hunter has a little brother who's he's 11 now but we stay into movies all the time when he was little and he would be quoting along with the movie because he'd seen so many <laughs> trailers and i'm like dude why is this fun for you <laughs> but then it was always like the only funny part of the movie is in the preview. I'm like, I've already seen that. Some people love, so Kenneth loves trailers and he always has. He would. He is, <laughs> been, he's such like a trailer hog. He watches every single trailer and preview for every single thing that he's interested in. He's always been that. It doesn't way. get me pumped. It just irritates me because. Yeah. It ruins a lot of things in my opinion. Because you see like the most amazing part. Like if the preview was all material that wasn't in the movie, then I would feel differently about it. Or if the preview just did maybe like if they wouldn't let them go beyond the first 20% of the movie. Or, or the 30%. preview, and sometimes they do this, then. depending on, because it also depends on how much power the director has. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of, certainly in a lot of these, like very, you know, by the numbers Hollywood movies, the director is literally just there to d- direct it, and then the studio and the producers have all the control. And the people who do the trailers and stuff aren't even on the same team. It's just Never like, thought about that. it's like another company that Warner Brothers or whatever hires to take just cuts of film that they send them, make a, you know, catchy trailer and throw mm-hmm. it out there, just spit it out they're there. They're doing the pop version yeah. of your movie. Oftentimes, they're not, never even talks to anybody that was on the movie set. Mm-hmm. And, but then sometimes, certainly with like, you know, more sort of like, auteur directors, you know, people like Nolan and stuff like that, that, you know, have a very specific you know, vision for what it is that they're doing and probably never cut deals with movie houses without saying, I get to say everything that fucking happens. Don't you try it on me. And so, <laughs> and they'll be like, they'll do trailers that are totally misdirecting and have stuff in them that is designed to be in the trailer and does not exist in the movie. Pixar does that a lot. Like, yeah. well, especially yeah. when it's like, because they, they work on these films for like 10 years at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like five years out, like with Incredibles 2. And they were showing like very little, but it was stuff that wasn't even in the movie at all mm-hmm. I like stuff like that I like stuff like that that's, too yeah because you can give the mood and yeah. theme of the movie mm-hmm. and some of the ideas that are happening without giving away any of the actual plot right and I, think I think that's a good way to do it but I think that's a great a good way to do it too and I feel like you could get a little bit more of that when it's something that's written like on the back of a book cover like if you're trying to say if you're going to read something mm-hmm. I feel like you can get a it's easier to convey something without like spoiling major plot points which I like, so I, I'm fine reading the back of books because mm. it just feels different. Yeah, no, I, I think it's an entirely different mindset of how those things come right. to be. There's also, like you were saying, you're already decided on seeing Toy Story four. Yeah, you know, there's already like with the Incredibles when that was the preview, I was like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. They just teased me. I know it's coming, and I'm and I'm going. And you you're know? ready for it. And yeah. I, yeah, I don't need any more details. Don't right. do any more ad- advertising. You already got me. You know. And so, I think the counter argument to, to that would be new. that they know that they have a built-in audience. Mm-hmm. True. That's so the trailer is not for that built-in audience. The trailer is for the people that aren't already bought in. 
But it, so how do we get them to come see this that, movie? That's what I was trying to think of in just a new medium that didn't have the name behind it, like Pixar or Disney or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I was thinking for like when we're picking books and stuff, like how do how do we grab them in or you know like right, how do, yeah. How do you make a good trailer without giving away all without the juicy away the details, goods. I guess, you know? So it's, it's a it's whole hard. different art, and I think that's something that should happen with people that are already involved in the product instead mm-hmm. of, you know, these companies that are literally just around to make trailers. From They're movies. That's one Just one contracts, this, is that like cut houses. I think you're right. Like, on the back of books, they don't have as many spoilers. So a lot of times we go into these books and we don't really know at all, you know? And then as we... And uh, we so had no idea what the fuck was going to happen in Arthur and George. That was yeah. ridiculous. Well, so many times we've said, like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm, you know, like, let's go. Like, yeah. I've got some guesses, but let's get, have at it. Yeah. I've also said that I think I say that all the time just as filler <laughs> because I'm trying to gather my thoughts. <laughs> your version of um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I glanced at the the back cover for this one after I'd already read it, and mm-hmm. it um, it was leading me down a very different path than what I got from mm-hmm. actually okay. because it was focusing a lot on the relationship of these two lovers mm-hmm. referring to Layla and right. I'm like, well, that's yeah. not really what I've gotten from this story at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so maybe there's maybe there's more. Maybe the ghost thing. I don't know. Yeah. that would make it more of a love story <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get whatever the next perspective is which yeah. is pro- it almost has to be Layla because they've given the reveal that it's probably Layla I think that's like a 99% chance at this point mm-hmm. it would be almost a betrayal for it to not be Layla mm-hmm. at this point point. <laughs> uh, and so with it being like the reveal at the end of this section of the book being Layla we now jump into Layla's head and get some answers right. if it is Layla you think section 3 will be just back to thin or a new embodiment? I think it'll be... Our favorite of the two. Yeah, how does the structure work? Is it now all thin, you're Peggy. back and forth in the past? <laughs> and then the second one is like all Layla, you know, maybe back and forth, like you know, for what she's... Yeah, everything that we've seen happen. Like we could jump back in time to the beginning of the, you know, where Finn starts off. And, you know, her starting the plan and then enacting the plan with also cutting in intermittent chapters of what she went through in Europe or whatever. Yeah, her Paris. And then the third book is everyone together and what we do after the events, you know, transpire. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I could... It's hard to imagine that there would be, like, a third person that we're getting perspective of unless something gets introduced to us in Layla's chapters, which we're just assuming it's Layla's right. next. So if there's some, like, third-party... Yeah, just like some like person she met. Like Harry, like if Harry was the third section, that wouldn't surprise me at this point. But I don't know. Yeah. What I feel like the third section has to be the resolution, though, right? But what if? Because it's divided up in three books, you know, and it would be strange for the first two books to be self not self contained, but only like a element of the story, and then the third book gets split up into different things. It just wouldn't be congruent with Unless the rest of the writing. Unless something gets. I mean, it could some I, kind I could, of resolution in the second part, and then Harry's part is the wrap up or something afterwards. I don't know. I could see him bounce between right. maybe maybe the two main people, like maybe between. Um, well, I think the third, at least my assumption would be, if this was you know very congruent, would be that the first one's all Finn, the second one's all Layla, and then the third one is everybody dealing with the aftermath. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, for whatever reason, I can see that being the real thriller part of the book and being like a Finn and Layla heavy section and it bounced back between the two of them and we don't know yeah. where it's going to mm-hmm. go. And it's, that's where the, you know, the, the... I think the second section is all Layla track. 
and then we end with Layla, like, you know, having left the tree stump and can hear Finn shouting for her from, the, you know, the bottom of the hill. And then we move into the third section, and that's what do we now do now that we're all on the same page and we've right. all arrived at the same point in time. But There's yeah. also, this is probably less likely, but Ellen could be the, the second section. I was thinking that. She's yeah. another character that mm-hmm. we could, there's, I think, enough there for that to be a possibility. Yeah, if, like, all the resolution through. was through Ellen's mm-hmm. eyes. Or something Ooh, like that. So yeah. I don't know. I think we just need to... Ellen's a good character, too, so far. At least, as far as I can tell. I like the position she's in because it's kind of juicy. She's she's almost like the underdog, and yet yeah, not the main character. You know, it's like the, the bridge between the, the two... What we're I think she's got more characters. at stake than anybody else yeah. at this that's point. A good, that's probably why I like her, then, I guess. She's got a lot. She's back in. Maybe, maybe for everybody. I don't know that I care about Layla, um, just because we know so we know next either. to nothing about her except that she's kind of like, she you know, the firecracker kind of character. She's got that sort of attitude. She, yeah, she <laughs> kind of fits an archetype, right? Um, po- yeah, possibly. We, we'll, yeah. And uh, as of right now, she does. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, if this is going to be like we've just been speculating, going to be a Layla, you know, specific section, then we'll learn more about her, and mm-hmm. she could subvert that archetype. Um, but for what we've been given, she's definitely, you know, within that just small, you know, Scottish country girl who's <laughs> which is such an, so a foreign character to me. Like, oh, she's me just too. a down home country girl from Scotland. <laughs> like, okay, whatever yeah, that like, means. Like <laughs> Meredith from Brave. You saw that. Oh, movie. Meredith. Yeah, she has a funny accent. That's not your traditional. Scottish accent. Whenever. <laughs> whenever that movie came out, there was a lot of criticism. <laughs> I mean, I like that actress or whatever. I thought it was a cool accent just because I know the actress, but I saw her in Black Mirror and it just doesn't fit with what's going on. I'm just like, what are, you, what are the words that you're saying? Accents are feel so. The yeah. super heavy Scottish accents are like, mm, it was cool that it's just not your head. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Those aren't words. <laughs> are we speaking? Are you having a stroke? Alright, well, next yeah. section next week, right? Section yeah. two. We'll section two. Some... Whatever the title of it is, if there were section titles, I can't remember. It might even just be yeah, part two. I think uh-huh. it was just I think it's just called part two. Yeah, I believe that. I think so. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, don't forget that on Mondays we're watching Good Omens. Or I mean we're talking about Good Omens. Uh, hopefully we're not watching it because that means we're uh, procrastinating on our side. <laughs> It's uh, it's all out, so if you want to watch the whole thing, watch the whole thing. You know, obviously, however you want to intake it. We'll be watching it a week at a time because I don't want to um, be talking about episode two with the informed opinion of what happens in episode three. Yeah. So we'll be doing it week by week, uh, see how that goes. We're enjoying it so far. We think it's a pretty it's funny so show. Um, you know, it's a comedy about the end times. And uh, we'll continue to see you Wednesday with this. Yeah, check us out on normal social media, dog ears and timestamps. Uh, yeah, right? ears yeah, underscore stamps. stamps on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Um, we don't have a Facebook because fuck fake was Facebook. Uh, dog ears and timestamps at gmail.com. If you want to email us like it's you know 1998, email. Uh, and that's about it. Subscribe, like, leave comments. Do you want to whatever? Plug, do you want to plug anything to our millions? Our, our, you know, we're, <laughs> you know, we're very influential. We could make or break your career. Here. I didn't know you were influencers. <laughs> No, I'm good.
Well, thank you for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. It would be exciting to have you again Definitely. for any reason. We'll have to just wait and see. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> yeah, I think that's. But that's it. Okay. Yeah. All the words. <laughs> Tripped over myself there. I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. This is Dog Ears and Timestamps. Go Bruins! <laughs>